everybody. Welcome yep. to a new episode of Double Feature Versus. I am Black Cinephile. I am AKA Brad. That's AKA Brad. Dude, why don't you ever change your name, your name up there to AKA Brad? Um, I think you did that once. I but did you know, do you that once. Doing that. Uh, and then I had to change it back because I was using Zoom for work purposes and I had to change it back so it wasn't AKA Brad. Oh, wow. It could it could it could have made for some great um, I don't know uh, Zoom meeting lunchroom talk yeah yeah <laughs> meeting room talk whatever they call it nah yeah. I I didn't want uh, questions on why why did you put that oh yeah I I gotta explain that don't I <laughs> I was just playing D and D with my friend and that's that's my D and D character AKA Brad yeah <laughs> and then, then you had to dig yourself into a deeper hole like well. But what are you without the AK, um, Brad? Brad. <laughs> <laughs> but this one has a capital D. The AK has a capital D. Right. Yeah. The, um, you know, without the AK, it's just regular Brad. Yeah. That's if, funny. If it's AKA Brad, what's the first one? There, there just isn't a first one. <laughs> that's hilarious. All right, man. So we got a funny one here, man. We got one that's long overdue. We got. We basically got two films surrounding the man, the myth, Weird Al Yankovic. We got a UHF, in other words, Umph, from uh, 1989. And we got Weird, the Al Yankovic story from 2022. Yes. So this is one that I've been looking forward to. Because uh, I want to say we talked about UHF before, and you said you hadn't seen it before. So I yeah, immediately, it was always on my radar. Yeah, I, I immediately put it on the list that we had to pair it up with something. And when Roku announced that they were releasing a mockumentary on the story of Weird Al, I was like, that's it. That That's how we're doing it. We're doing a Weird Al episode. Yeah. I mean, listen, I love it when a plant comes together, man. I got to say, man, these two films... Uh, I kind of needed this, man. I, I kind of needed some high comedy. I don't need to think too hard about. Mm-hmm. It's just the the main goal is just laughs and gags a minute. Yeah, because uh, with UHF, uh, that one has a funny backstory with its whole creation with Weird Al and trying to like make a movie and stuff. Because previously he had actually made a mockumentary about his life. Uh, not many people know. I think really? it's called the complete Al or something like that. Um, it's, oh, wow. it, it's okay. Uh, but UHF then released and it completely bombed and it almost killed uh weird Al's career because he just, he was devastated after that. the release of the movie and it, it took him a couple of years to bounce back and create another album and start working on music again and get back in the public eye. But uh, the movie has obviously found a cult following since its release. Uh, I want to say when it released on DVD, it actually got more of a following than when it released on VHS. Yeah, because at some point it became wearing out of print. And then I think Shout Factory re-released it. Something like that. Yeah, it it was this like the Weird Al movie that you can never see. And then all of a sudden it was available and everybody flocked for it because Weird Al was a huge name around the time that it finally got a re-release. So, yeah, it it got a cult following and his fan base obviously ate it up. (laughs) Well, I'm glad I finally discovered it. Um, Yeah, man, we got a good pairing here. So do you uh, 
how you want to do this? But I, I feel like it's only right to do this chronologically, being that w- without Umf, we probably would have never got Weird Out, Weird the Al Yankovic story. Uh, yeah, I agree. We we definitely had to start with uh, UHF. All right, you want to take that one over, or you want me to? Uh, I can take over UHF. Okay. So UHF follows the story of George Newman, played by Weird Al Yankovic, who is a slacker by all means and a daydreamer who is not able to hold down a normal job. Uh, Upon his uncle winning the uh, rights to a local television studio, 62, uh, the UHF Studio 62, he begins to tinker with his ideas to create different shows and everything and eventually hits a stride with one of the shows that takes off and creates or makes UHF in from a failing business into a formidable foe for all the other television stations around. Mm-hmm. And that is the bare bones synopsis of this movie. Oh, did you mention the mobster that wants his money that by the uh, end of the film? No, the well, yeah, that is a whole thing where uh, his gambling uncle. That doesn't ends matter. Up, yeah, it doesn't just matter. Comes out of nowhere. <laughs> it really doesn't. A lot of the plot of this movie doesn't matter <laughs> overall, <laughs> I'll be honest. But the jokes oh, are just so great. <laughs> yeah, man. I remember when this when it started and I saw that they were paying homage to Indiana Jones. You know, I was smiling. But, you know, I wasn't really like um, I wasn't really like fully in it. I was like, oh, OK, it's like he's weird. Al Yankovic. He's, he's the king of parody. Um, mm-hmm. I got to say the one moment that kind of got me hooked was uh, my man. Uh, now, this is when he first gets the studio and they start testing some things. And this one guy, I don't know what this guy was just so weird. Oh, he, the he scientist the guy with the with no with the wood, the guy with the wood. And, uh, you know, you know, the wood. He, um he had, he had the uh, he 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 put the wood on the table and he uh, he accidentally chopped off his finger. Oh, you're talking about uh, Emo Phillips's character, the uh, shopkeeper. Right, shopkeeper or not Dude, shopkeeper, guy, the shop teacher. Yeah. Okay, shop teacher. Dude, this guy. I don't know. It, it, it was like when Weird Al was talking with him, and he was like, uh, "Oh, so what are you gonna do with this thing?" The guy just pauses and goes. <laughs> like, yeah. He just makes some like weird hand gestures, and then he he puts the thing on, and it cuts off his thumb. And he's like, "Oh my goodness, I'm such a klutz." Would you look at that? All- <laughs> <laughs> right, and the, the blood is coming all weird out, Jacobin. And I was like, "All right, I'm I'm in now." Yeah, that was the moment where I was in. Yeah, I love that because it's doing that like morning talk show, like local morning talk show where it's. uh Two Ferns does a great job of mocking that kind of style of TV as well, where it's the two chairs and they usually have a plant in the middle because that's all they can afford for the studio. And yeah, Emo Phillips plays a uh, shop class teacher who uh, they come over to the table. So I love the joke of you know him coming. Yeah, I'm going to show you how to use the uh, and then Weird Al comes in and goes table saw. And Emo Phillips, his character kind of just mocks him. He was, uh, and then continues. Oh, on. that's what he did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man. That was funny. Dude, I got to say, uh, Weird Al is great in this. Now we'll get to him. But uh, I got to say, like Tim Robbins surprised me and uh, Howard the Duck. Michael Richards, he really went all out in this one, man. 
Yes. Like, this is a great comedic role for him. Yeah, and uh, I want to say this is before Seinfeld, really. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. So it, this was really kind of breaking into that character where you can see that his, like, uh, way of, like, acting around people is perfect. Like, even as he's, like, leaving the office of uh, the VHS studio and stuff like that, uh, you can see him kind of freak out as he's like the door closes and he's like how do i get and then he turns and there's a person there he just freaks out again it's like the the slow rise of him like creating that kramer character <laughs> that he would later become oh, yeah you know fully you can tell this is a prelude to that definitely. oh yeah yeah he's amazing in this um but yeah man i i think as you go through the motions with this film it definitely made me laugh, man. Like the, mm-hmm. like the the funny little like channels they had on this on this man. They had one guy who was just throwing his pets out the window and oh yeah, just messing with all messing with all his pets and stuff. And he said, uh, "Yeah, you know one thing. I think it was full of ants or something." He says, "They really hate it when I do this." And he shakes the thing. <laughs> oh yeah, they're right mad now. <laughs> right, and he just kept throwing. He was about to throw a cat out the he threw a cat out the window or something. Uh, said, poodles. Uh, I'm teaching poodles. poodles can fly if you give them you know enough energy. It's it, it, I love the pan out to the outside of his house and there's just a right. pile of dogs on the sidewalk where they're all falling. Oh, I, I can't imagine if this was a real channel, man. I mean, dude, this is like some this was like pre adult swim type of stuff. Yes, right here. Yeah, it's that absurd kind of crude humor that it gets a laugh because it's so insane. It's so out there, but uh, it definitely takes that like commonality of you. You've seen these terrible shows before that terrible kind of like animal show or that terrible like kids show that's just super boring. And then you have the rehyped version of it. Then you have like the talk shows you have. Here's the science show, which I love how he gets the show. And in the first episode today, I'm going to show you how to make plutonium out of household items. <laughs> yeah, how about when he when he fed my man's uh some dog treats? And oh he yeah, didn't know it was dog treats at first. Yeah, going through uh everybody loves, you know, th- these cookies. They're delicious. And da 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 da. <laughs> yeah, that entire scene is look up, look down. Frying pan. I I like the um I like the references that uh, the film makes to popular films around that time. Like, mm-hmm. I like how my man, uh, he goes to his girlfriend's house. And he's like, uh, oh, I got fired today. You know, he's, oh, you're cooking mashed potatoes, my favorite kind. And he's at the table and she's kind of she's she's talking to him this whole time. without looking at him because she's I think she's fixing her plate or something mm-hmm. where she's like, listen, you know, you got to do something with your life. I know you have imagination. And then he's straight up. Building something out of the potatoes, like my man from Close Encounters, and he's like, "Yeah, he's building the mountain." This means something, <laughs> right? He's like, "This, this means something." And then the film just cuts to another scene. I was like, "That, that scene probably killed in that day." Oh yeah, uh, apparently the 
theaters that uh, were showing this, uh, they had low ticket sales, but the audience reception to the movie was, you know, great. It was just critical response was bad. And it was going up against like a blockbuster kind of summer at the same time. Like Ghostbusters 2 was out at that time. Uh, Weekend oh, at Bernie's. Uh, there was a lot. Bernie's. Yeah. It, wow. it was basically in that summer that every blockbuster from the 80s is from <laughs> that you can think of. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't winning. Yeah, it, 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 it stood no winning. chance. Oh, <laughs> well, that sucks. Um, what do you feel? About, how'd you feel about the villain of the film? The uh, the, the big channel. Villain? Uh, it, he was perfectly over the top for being just an evil person, kind of that like evil uh, CEO in charge of a media company. I, I liked it. It, it. He got some good laughs out of me and everything. But then again, he, he's a parody of the evil CEO. It, that's all it was. <laughs> I like to I like to report between him and his son. Or he'd be like, uh, you know, uh, Dad, I got you something. Like, what did he get him? Uh, he, he got him some kind of watch. And he threw it back up and said, I wanted a Rolex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but I like the I like the recurring joke with the homeless man. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. whole thing. I love Go his ahead. introduction in it as well, where you see him on the park bench with the blind guy with the Rubik's Cube. It, how about now? Nope. Okay. And he just does one more turn. How about now? <laughs> it's like, it's such a stupid joke. It's only right. there for like three seconds. That is the one joke in this movie that I remember the most. Even like going back like to the last time I had watched it previous to this time. It's like that joke just stuck with me and I love it. How about this time? Or how about now? Nope. How about now? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, his, his whole bit is funny. I like how it all culminates when uh, the evil guy gave him some change. And it turns out one of the, part of the change was a rare coin. Mm-hmm. And uh, he ended up buying himself a, a Rolex. He says, yeah. I even went and got myself a Rolex. Or no, I got myself just... this fancy watch. I think it's called a Rolex. <laughs> oh, right, right. And he just starts crying and starts holding them. Like like the, the evil guy just starts crying and holding them. Just, yeah. just totally pitiful and just, just lost at the end of the film. Yeah, and I also love that the kind of villain he lost because he was doing this whole speech he was like no no you know i can end this and you know buy the company now and everything or i can go on stage and tell the city how much i hate them for the next five minutes then close the deal and in that time you know george gets the money that he needs to be able to pay off his uncle's uh loans in order to buy the uhf studio from him so I, I love how they even played with that kind of trope of, you know, evil comeuppance. Right, right. Yeah, I hear you. And um, I like the I like the conversation that the, the old man has on the phone. Uh, not the old man, but um, his uh, was it his uncle or who, who was the guy that ran the station? Uh, um, the guy that ran the state, the guy that owned the station, the guy that owed money. Yeah, his uncle. Yeah, that was his uncle. Okay, yeah, I like how he's on the phone with the evil guy, and the evil guy is oh, like, the loan uh, shark. Yeah, the loan shark. He's like, "You owe me this amount of money, and uh, I I need this." And every time it cuts to him, 
he's like he's like twisting his hand, and then it finds out he has a he has a a, a butcher um not a butcher's knife is it a butcher's knife yeah it's what a butcher's knife a, yeah he has a butcher's a cleaver oh yeah it's a cleaver he has a cleaver for for a hand and he's like I need it by tonight and then he cuts a hand at the same time uh, I just love the visual gags in this film oh it's absolutely on point uh there's also the karate instructor that lives right next to where george lives who uh, every single one of his lines is you're so stupid why are you so stupid uh i love his show as well which is when you're waiting fish (laughs) right 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 yeah his his segment was funny and uh dude that whole rambo sequence is so stupid Oh, it was. I it was dumb. I loved it. I wanted more of it. But yeah, it's it's exactly what it needed to be. Like as he just kept shooting, um, he just kept shooting. Uh, the like, old guy. Like he, 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 yeah, he shot the old guy, and then he shot uh, Tolini Tower in France. Yeah. Then he shot the the building. No, the, the Eiffel Tower. Then he shot the uh, the the Rome building. And, you know, the whole time Michael Rich is like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're doing it. Right. And then he comes back to reality. And uh, he comes in and starts warring at them. Ah! And they all just look at him. He goes, I can tell you guys are busy. I'm, I'm just going to turn around and leave. <laughs> yeah. The, the, this movie is jokes a minute and I absolutely love it. Not every joke lands, I'll admit, but enough yeah, of them land day. that you're laughing the entire way through. I don't think there was a gap of five minutes where I wasn't getting a chuckle of some sort in. The funniest scene in this movie to me, Michael Richards is tied up and the guy goes in there and says, dude, if you don't shut up, we are going to cut your tongue out. And behind him, he sees his, his mop. Oh, his mop. <laughs> this dude just gains super strength. He just runs over to his mop and it just it starts beating there, beating him up. <laughs> that was the funniest scene ever. Yeah. Because his whole facial expression made it funny. Oh, I also love before that is I'm thinking of something orange. <laughs> Do you know what it is? Come on, guess. 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 It's an orange. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, look, this this one is pretty clear cut. I ain't I ain't got much to say about this one. But you you said something about the background about it, uh, about how it was made. Now, I know you said, it, you know, it being um, not selling as much. Almost uh, derailed Weird Al's career. But uh, is there anything else interesting about the way it was like brought to fruition? Well, it was originally conceived to be the movie that would save the movie studio that made it. Uh, Weird Al even like has mentioned in the past that he was treated as a god during the entire production of the movie <laughs> up until a release. Like I think he said something like they would deliver fruit to my bedside every single morning, and one day I woke up and there was no longer fruit. <laughs> that sounds like some Mel Brooks silent movie type of stuff, dog. Like, like this is. This is the film that's going to save us. Right, yeah. <laughs> but that, save- it, that's what it was. Everybody had high hopes for it because I believe it even got like some of the highest test screening ratings around that time. 
and they thought, oh, this is the shoe in. This is the one that's going to save the studio. We're going to we're going to be fine. It's all things to Weird Al. And then the movie just bombed and it Weird Al or Al Yankovic kind of just he fell into a slump after that for several years. I'm trying to think who brought him out. It, he met one band or something like that at a concert and they had convinced him to try and make a or they mentioned how they've always wanted him to parody one of their songs or something like that. And it was kind of that like brought him out of that slump, if I recall correctly. And yeah, it's mm. it's such a weird thing that this movie that is such a like cult classic of Weird Al's past now was almost the thing that ruined his career. Uh, not even just from a nobody will work with him kind of vibe. It's just he got in such a slump that he didn't feel that he could do anything else. He didn't feel he himself was worthy to right. uh, make make parody art. Right. Mm, that's a little deep. I didn't I didn't know it hit him that hard. Um, yeah, I mean, I've always heard about this film. It's always a film that's been on my radar to watch. I heard it's a classic. Having seen it now, I'd give it a strong it's a strong t- three point five to me. Oh, this one's a four out of five to me. It's the humor is up my alley. It's that stupid slapstick humor. I'll always get a laugh out of this movie. I want to say this is the third time I've seen it now. And it's it still holds up to me every single time. The plot's not there. I'll admit that the characters are fine. It's it's the jokes. The jokes hold this movie up so high. The parody of it holds it up so high. I absolutely love it. Yeah, that's all right. You don't you don't really need a plot. As long as you got the jokes, that's all that matters. I mean, this this film pretty much proves that. Right. As long as you have the entertainment factor, the plot can be sidelined. And I think that's kind of something that shows for a lot of mockumentary kind of style movies that you're not paying attention to the plot. You you're there for the jokes. You know, nobody's watching the three stooges cuz they're wondering how they're going to run the bakery this episode. <laughs> <laughs> right right exactly exactly uh all right man i'm uh i'm about ready to move on what about you i am ready to start talking about uh weird the al yankovic story <laughs> bro this gave me so ma- this gave me so many walk hard vibes bro but um all right weird the al yankovic story so this film is uh very, in a rather genius way, a satire of biopics in general, mm-hmm. uh, loosely based on a Weird Al's life and career. And uh, in the film, Al Yankovic is a uh, a young boy that um, dreams of uh, parodying songs. He dreams of like like writing words to songs that weren't originally there in the first place. Writing different versions of great songs. Um, as a kid. He gets uh, introduced to accordion. His dad hates hates uh, accordions. He wants him to work at the factory with him and not chase some stupid music dreams. Um, in college, him and his buddies, uh, he discovers uh, the art of parody and uh, gets a major hit. And this movie basically like satirizes uh, biopics and shows the uh, ups and downs of fame uh, to hilarious effect. Yeah. Oh, and Madonna's in it. Oh, yeah, Madonna's a major part of it. <laughs> right, Madonna's a major character. Um, that's Weird Al Yankovic's uh, Weird, 
the Al Yankovic story, man. <laughs> I gotta say, man, I just th- thank God for Daniel Radcliffe, dude. We, oh my we, God. we need him to take on roles like this. I mean, this dude, he, I, I want to say ever since Harry Potter, and he's been doing all these independent roles. It's, it's done nothing but good for him. It's hits every single time. I, I yes. love that he's such a force of nature because of Harry Potter that he gets movie offers all the time. And he literally probably just goes, nope, not doing that one. Nope, not doing that one. I'm sorry. You're going to staple guns to my hands for this one. Yeah, I'm in. Okay, let's do it. You know, like, he gets to do (laughs) such of the most bizarre... You're going to use me as literally a Swiss army knife for this one, and I'm going to be dead, but maybe not? Okay, okay, I'm following. Let's do it. And (laughs) the Weird Al Yankovic, uh, or Weird, the Al Yankovic story is another one where it's just... It's making fun of those kind of uh, biopics of different people and that you see, especially, yeah, like you said, this is walk hard vibes 100%. The thing is, it's strangely more accurate than you would probably think on the rise of Weird Al and how he got started. Is that how he, listen, listen, is that how he created my Bologna? Uh, like 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 just like his friends was just eating some bologna sandwiches and he just created it that way uh no but it was actually recorded in a bathroom before he sent off the tape to dr demento's show really yeah i didn't know that part yeah his first well not his first single um technically the first thing he sent in to dr demento was just a tape he had recorded uh like in his bedroom but uh, his first like single to like be made as a parody kind of thing that he sent in was my Bologna and it was recorded in a bathroom. <laughs> wow, that's hilarious. Let's uh, let's go through the motions here. I want to I want to go back uh, <laughs> to see the scene where Thomas Lennon from Reno 911. Uh, he comes in with the he comes and <laughs> he tries to sell the kid. To the <laughs> I, I, I love, love it. Scene. I the, the I like how the father comes in. And he says uh, he, he just hits up and he says, "Now I'm not gonna tell you again. Get out of my house." I'm, I'm sure. I, I'm sure. I don't think you told me the first time. Right. <laughs> I love how he's standing there and he's just taking the hits too. He's like, "Well, that was very uncalled." Oh, okay. You're gonna just keep. Okay, I guess this is gonna continue. And he's like on the ground, just wailing on him, and he's just like. Sir, can you please, you know, I, I just really, I'll leave. Can I, can I go now, please? <laughs> and not even that, just while he's, while he's laying on the ground, his mom is talking to Weird Al, like, listen, I'll get you an accordion for your birthday. Call it an Earth Day, uh, early birthday gift. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, I think I have a collapsed lung. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. We're having a conversation. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, from from the top, I was I was laughing. Um, yeah, I uh, the my I, I love the scene where he comes to the record executives with my Bologna, and uh, dude, Will Forte, that whole scene is hilarious. Of uh, because uh, the main guy, the main executive guy, is telling him like, "Listen, we're not gonna sign you. Like this, oh. this isn't this isn't played by Weird Al, by the way." <laughs> See, I thought that I either I even I, I either thought that was him or uh, Bruce Campbell 
Because they both look the same with that wig. Yeah, it, that's Weird like, Al playing the head executive of the uh, music studio. I knew that was him. I thought it was either him or Bruce. Okay, so Weird Al, <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic plays the record executive. Tells him, "Look, we're not, we're not, we're not signing you for this. All right, this is not talent." Mm-hmm. And uh, Will Forte is just nailing into him, like, "You are the ugliest piece of ass I've ever seen. You have no talent. You have no reason to exist." And Weird Al's in the back, like, okay, it's, that's, that's enough. He's getting his face just really just railing into him. Oh, yeah. I absolutely love it, too, because you can tell that they're making fun. I love how they continually go, you can't just make new words to pre-existing songs and think you're going to hit it big. It just doesn't happen that way. <laughs> right, right, right. Um... I don't. I I expected more from them, dude. They got they had freaking uh Lin Manuel Miranda as an ER doctor. Yes, I thought he was gonna break out in song at one point. You would think that. I, I love how they have all these like huge uh, actors and kind of singers in this. Like Jack Black's a part of it. Emo Phillips is a part of it. Uh, Dimitri Martin's in it. You have. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the Conan's in it. As uh, Andy Warhol. <laughs> Andy Warhol. It took me a while to uh, to recognize him. Yeah, which I think it's hilarious. Uh, Conan actually did an interview. I think it was on Howard Stern's show. And he was like, yeah, I forgot I was in that movie until people were texting me. I loved you in the Weird Al movie. <laughs> That's funny. That's hilarious. I, um, I like how at that party, uh, Jack Black's character... Uh, who does he play? He plays Wolfman Jack. Um, who was the guy that was next to him? Uh, the guy that you know after um, after Daniel Radcliffe did the uh, after Weird Al does the another one bites the dust parody. They uh, they they ask him to come hang with them. Oh, I'm trying to remember who that was. I was trying to figure out who who he was trying to play. Uh, it'll it'll come to me, I guess. Anyway, I like how in the end they're like. You move me so much with that song, sir. We're going to do a uh, a live aid. Uh, we would we will be honored to have you with us. Mm-hmm. He goes uh, hard pass. Yeah, <laughs> everyone just busts out laughing. I thought that scene was so hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they turned a very a sympathetic scene to a, a roast, a burn. I absolutely loved how it, that entire scene at the pool party is just fantastic, and. We also need to give props to Rain Wilson for his uh, portrayal of Dr. Demento, which is absolutely fantastic as well, because him playing the character that did have a part in uh, Weird Al's rise to fame, both in the movie and in real life. It's such a fantastic role for him because he plays it so straight for what is a goofy character and has some great payoffs and jokes in the end as well that we'll get into. But yeah, it this movie is just so packed with the cast, especially in that scene, that it's absolutely fantastic. The little jokes that you have with Gallagher's in it, smashing a watermelon, uh, rest in peace, and so many oh, yeah, others. Yeah. I forgot he passed away, yeah. Yeah, that was just recently, uh, too. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, that that that's pretty great. You got Quinta Brunson uh, from uh, Abbott Elementary playing Oprah Winfrey, and uh, I like the scene where she's interviewing him, and she says, uh, 
says, well, I, I see you have a, a little chain on. And he reveals it. He says, yeah, it's my uh, it's my platinum records. She yeah. says, wow, I, I can imagine that's heavy. It's very heavy. It's very it's heavy. Very heavy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and oh, dude, the whole thing with Pablo Escobar. And he's like, he's like showing the guns on TV because he loves the song so much to go in rhythm with the song as they're playing it. <laughs> That yeah, I love how fun. they had him as a huge Weird Al fan that he wanted him to play at his birthday party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like I, I like Rain Wilson as Dr. Demento. I didn't know anything about him before this movie, but I looked him up as like how he was kind of an influence on Weird Al. Um, I feel like this this suited him well. Rain Wilson, it's always like, it's kind of weird with him because I know he always wanted to get out of the shadow of like playing Dwight. And like he has some he has some some movies here and there. Like he had The Rocker with Emma Stone. He had that one movie about I, I don't know, that one movie about some special mystical kid that that nobody saw. But I know Rain Wilson's always tried to come up under that. But I feel like he Oh, Super. He was good in Super. Oh yeah, he was great in Super. Um, but I feel like he he never really got that real role to like elevate him past Dwight or take away from Dwight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because after The Office, he also did that uh, detective show Backstrom, I think it was called. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And yeah, it, he was just trying to be something so far from Dwight with being like this very gritty kind of like detective. And it, it didn't pull him out. People just still know him as Dwight. And I'm sure that there were plenty of people watching this movie and going, oh, hey, Dwight's in this movie. Yeah, so it's a gift and a curse. It's a gift because people will always recognize you as a curse because they go, oh, it's Dwight. No, right. no it's Rain Wilson who played Dwight. I mean, know? to the standard crowd, they were probably watching this and going, oh, hey, Harry Potter is playing Weird Al. That's exactly what my wife said. I was sitting <laughs> watching this. She goes, hey, isn't that? And I, I jinxed her. I said, Hey, isn't that Harry Potter? You owe me a Coke. <laughs> His I, name's I, I, Daniel Radcliffe, and he is a legend. Yeah, yeah. You, you never hear them say Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, no. I never heard. I, I, unless you're like people of film like us that know mm. names, you, you're never going to hear someone say, that's Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, no, it's Harry Potter. <laughs> right. Harry hey, Potter and Dwight were in a movie together. <laughs> or if you want to be savvy, that's the boy who lived. Right. <laughs> oh. All right. The one thing I feel like it doesn't fit is that I I just don't get the Madonna plot line. So like, that's the one. Go ahead. The Madonna plot line was completely fabricated for this story. Uh, prior to of course. Weird Al <laughs> making uh, the parody to uh, her song "Like a Virgin" with "Like a Surgeon," I don't think he had ever met Madonna. Uh, nor even like really contacted her in any way aside from going, hey, I want to parry this th- song of yours. So the whole plot line of Madonna being an actor, a uh, singer trying to get Weird Al to make a parody of her song to boost her career, I think was kind of the amalgamation of a bunch of artists that have reached out to him going, hey, will you make a parody of one of my songs? Because it's an honor kind of thing for him to parody a song that a lot of people see it as that. And mm-hmm. it, that kind of, they played a lot with it. I love how it actually tied into the Pablo Escobar thing <laughs> as well. That was so stupid. I don't know, man. I feel like that whole plot line is stupid. 
Like, I, I not stupid for the sake of, oh, dude, it's so stupid, it's funny. I just feel like the Madonna thing wasn't needed. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was kind of pointless. I, I, I thought, thought it was, was fluff. I thought it was funny for what it was. Uh, seeing him actually, like, almost die because he's trying to figure out a way to, like, come up with a parody of like a virgin <laughs> only to realize it as he's i'm so glad that the movie did that weird cut at the beginning too where he's waking up from the coma with lin-manuel miranda <laughs> there as the surgeon because the first thing that happened when i was watching it with my friends is is that lin-manuel miranda and then the scene cuts to like him as a kid and then later when that scene came up it was like that is him that's actually lin-manuel miranda they got him in this another, movie for two lines. <laughs> another thing, another funny thing, too, is Diedrich Bader is the narrator of the movie. Yes. I originally thought it was uh, Bill Hader or or not Bill Hader. Uh, the, the guy who played Lego Batman um, from Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Yes. I originally yeah. thought it was him because it had that same like gravelly voice that uh, he does for the narrations on different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, yeah. I I I didn't know who I thought it was at first, but I was surprised when I found out it was a uh, it was Diedrich. Um, yeah, man. But you know, like, I, no, I like the Pablo Escobar scene. That scene is funny to me. Uh, I just thought the way we got there could have been a little different, but it, it is what it is. I I try, I'm not gonna. This is a parody of sat. This is a parody of biopics. I'm not gonna. <laughs> right. I'm not gonna pull too. I'm not gonna grasp too many straws. It's here. trying to be as absurd as possible. I mean, even including Pablo Escobar in Weird Al's <laughs> coming of like fortune kind of movie is insane right. on its own regard. But yeah, having him dating or yeah dating Madonna in order to like boost their careers and everything like that. And I love how she even has the plan when they're at the diner of I'll come out with a song, then you parody it, then I'll come out with a new song and you parody parody it, and we'll just keep going like that forever. We'll be the most powerful duo in all of music. I uh I thought it was pretty funny. Um the bit about Michael Jackson and uh he comes in yes. he comes in with uh the song Eat It and um the the record executives are asking him like this is this is an original song by you? Yes it is. You didn't parry this from anybody. This is your original music. This this is no homage to anyone else. Did I stutter? <laughs> And I like how it's a joke the whole time because you you know this is beat it, but in this world, within the world is film, Michael Jackson parodied him and came out with beat it later. Right. And, uh, I think the meta joke inside of that is also uh, at one point, Michael Jackson told Weird Al to stop parodying his songs because he didn't want to be known really? as the guy that just made all the songs that Weird Al parodied. <laughs> Like, wow. Michael Jackson was worried that he would become known as just the guy who makes the songs Weird Al parodies. <laughs> so he told him, that, which is funny because but in Michael the... Michael Jackson. Yeah. People well, know him for more than that. Well, yeah, at obviously. Obviously, yes. But at the same time, like, that was one of his worries and everything. Like, that's one of his direct quotes that Weird Al has said. So when... That's a ridiculous at, worry, dude. <laughs> it is. This man made Thriller. I know. Come on. <laughs> But, oh, that's a ridiculous worry. So when Daniel Radcliffe is uh, making the comment, you know, 
oh my god, this Michael Jackson guy is parroting my songs. Now I'm just going to be known as the guy that Michael Jackson's parroting the song of. It, it that's that's a lewd <laughs> to the comment. I did not. That makes that way funnier now. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that uh, makes that way funnier. So yeah, that's that's another way that this movie like took a little bit of reality and sprinkled it in in an absurd way to make people go. There's no way that's how it happened. <laughs> I like how he's on the phone with um, the character Weird Al is playing, and he's like, uh, "Why is this guy always jockeying off me?" And he goes, well, you know, he's he's a platinum selling artist. I mean, he does have talent. He says he has no talent. He keeps jockeying it off me. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, it's there's so many inside jokes and things in this movie. Uh, I also love the joke of we never find out what his dad makes at the factory. Like, even when he goes to work there, it's, so what do we make here? <laughs> Your father did say you were a jokester. <laughs> and then he's just like, can you believe this kid? <laughs> can you believe this guy? Yeah, it's just what we make. <laughs> That's funny. You won't um, know what we make at the factory until you start working there. <laughs> I like the whole backstory about his father and how, um, dude, I I know the moment they showed his mother and how she gained weight and the moment she said, uh, I'm fat. I'm like, I, I know that song. I know what they're going into. Like, I know they're about I, to go into that song. I know. Uh, I love that they played that off so much too, because as soon as it, cause she came in and I remember when I was watching it with people, I was like, oh, they're going to lead into the I'm fat song. That's, that's the lead in. And they kept playing with it at the dinner table with her going, I'm, I'm fat, dear. I'm fat now. And they just completely <laughs> sidelined it. it, it yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, they pump fake. They didn't even play it. Right. They didn't do anything with it. And they even, like, when his father was going through the notes and everything like that, uh, Daniel Radcliffe's character goes, Mom, what was it that you said earlier about you being fat? Honey, we're past that now. We're talking about something else. It's right, such a tease. <laughs> They're talking to his ear like, boy, don't you hear? I'm I'm spilling my spilling my heart out to right, you. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, and uh, I like how she even quotes the song at one point. Like, uh, I'm fat, you know it. Come on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the song. Yeah, they they pump fake us. That, that's hilarious. I I love that so much because I was both laughing hysterically. And a little bit angry that they pulled that at the same time. Hey, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know he made Amish Paradise. Rest in peace to Coolio. And uh, mm-hmm. you got Coolio in, in the audience looking mad. Yeah. To his song. It's Amish Paradise. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I absolutely love that scene as well. Uh, which, yeah, do, I don't know if you remember the uh, MTV Music Awards where he uh, did his hair up like Coolio. Apparently, he didn't tell anybody he was going to do that. He kind of just showed up like that. No, I don't. I I, I never saw a Weird Al performance. Uh, it wasn't a performance. He was there to, like, give an award for something, and he was doing it with Coolio. So he oh, wow. put his hair. It's the same uh, one that he has on the cover for, I think it's Bad Hair Day, is where he has, like, the Coolio kind of just strands of hair just floating everywhere kind of look. Mm, okay okay i got you but yeah i I love that they did a callback to that as well 
And yeah, it I love this movie. It it's got so many little nods to people that have been following Weird Al throughout his career to be like, hey, I recognize that. And even other ones where you're like, okay, I get where that's referencing. That's that's good. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the, the musical needle drops and how everything leads to a song and in humorous ways. I thought this was very it's a very well written comedy and it's a mm. it's a very self-aware comedy. Um <laughs> the assassination at the end is whatever. I was just like, all right, I guess that's a good place to end it. That in the post credit scene, whatever. Right, yeah. I, By this point, I'm already signed into the absurdity. I'm like, okay, whatever. It, there's, when they pulled that, I was like, this movie wins. It's it's one of the greatest biopics I've ever seen. Uh, it is, I was so thrown off by that that it took me a minute and then I just, I, I died laughing just because of how crazy it, they decided to end the Weird Al movie with him dying in 1980 something. I can't remember what year it was, but it was like the mid 80s. <laughs> I had to rewind for a second. Like, that can't be, that can't be it. I rewound and uh, it said, uh, yeah, Weird Al Yankovic was assassinated that night. Yeah. Madonna still is Madonna still at still large. At large. <laughs> That's what I started cracking up like. Y'all silly, man. Y'all are silly. Uh, and then I love the end credits tease with uh, his hand popping out. I want a sequel. I don't care how they explain it. I want a sequel. You know what? You know what that's referencing, right? Oh yeah. That's a that that's Stephen King's Carrie. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I oh, understood yeah, yeah. that that was another movie reference. Uh, but I don't care. I want another movie. I want a sequel. <laughs> I don't care how much you money want- they need. Put it on Kickstarter. I'll donate it to it. I, I need a sequel. <laughs> you want to reanimate it, Weird Al, Yankovic, through the years of the 1980s on up. Right, yeah. From the 80s to the mid-90s. you know, 90s. <laughs> See, my first running with Weird Al was uh, he, he parodied one of my favorite songs, Riding Dirty by Chameleon Air. Uh, to white and oh, nerdy. Yeah, white and nerdy. Uh, yeah, back when he was asking his fans on Facebook to uh, be in the music video. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't I didn't know about that campaign. That was my first run in with him. And then I discovered he, he's like he's parodied a lot of songs in this day. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Very, very talented dude for what he is. Very hilarious. Um, I give this film a solid four. Uh, th- this one's a four or five to me. It's I, a four point five or a four out of five. Uh, four point five. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, the jokes hit. The little nods to his life hit. Uh, even there's a couple references to UHF in the movie as well. Uh, I gotta believe there's more, but the two that I saw were the spatula city magnet on the fridge in his uh <laughs> college dorm. City. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that was something we didn't even hit on. We were talking about UHF, the whole commercial about spatulicity. We got spatulas of all kinds. Red ones, blue ones, big ones, small ones. All the spatulas. Such a dumb scene, man. (laughs) I think that's the scene where my wife quit and then left. Like when I was watching UHF, she says, All right, I'm out. I'm gonna head out. (laughs) Okay, I'm done. Let me know when it's over. Right, right. Uh, yeah, man. But yeah. Um, go ahead. 
Yeah, the other reference was uh, the flyer when he was like looking at like to join a band and stuff like that. One of them's a karate lessons flyer uh, for Cooney's karate lessons. Who is the the martial arts guy from UHF? Right, right. Okay, all right. Yeah, I didn't notice those. Yeah, all right. I gotta believe there's more that I missed, but yeah, those are the two that I know that I noticed. Okay, all right. So when it comes down to it, I guess uh, weird the Al Yankovic story wins out here. Uh, yes. Uh, on a contest of two absolutely fantastic movies that everybody needs to watch, uh, weird the Al Yankovic story wins out. Very nice, very nice. Uh, nice matchup. All right, man, you want to uh, head into after show? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Uh, yeah, we got a few things to talk about here, man. First of all, have you noticed the crap show that is happening with Elon Musk at Twitter? I, I mean, this. I am watching it. I am loving it. The fact that people are when the you could buy verified blue check marks and people were doing that to like create fake accounts for companies and it was actually affecting the stock market. Oh, beautiful. The the best thing that I've seen happen all year. It's him taking over Twitter and it going this badly is the equivalency of screw it, let's just do it live. Right. Absolutely. The fact that he wanted all the devs to print out their code so he could review it manually. Oh, chef's kiss. I love it. It's mm, a parody can't make up something this stupid. (laughs) See, at first, you know, because I've been I've been using Twitter as of lately for like marketing and networking and things of that nature. Like at first, when he first came in with the kitchen sink. And I think he has said something to somebody like, yeah, let that sink in. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. I was like you when you started Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, they're showing this in the director's intended vision. Right. I was like, oh, gosh. Oh, God. Oh, what God. am I getting into? <laughs> What's going to happen? Oh, gosh. And then certain people got fired. Some people got laid off. Mm-hmm. Um you got you had people in the the engineering team, people in this team, in this team. Then came the uh, the release. Uh, yeah, we're gonna need people who are working remote, unless you have a medical condition and it's approved by me directly to come yeah. into work and work extra hours if need be. Uh, everything's fine, but uh, we just need you to really give it your all, folks. Uh, what about <laughs> then, all the employees that tried to go into the office and the door was locked? Because Elon Musk didn't trust that they would sabotage things before trying to leave. Oh, my goodness. They tried to enter or they tried to leave? They tried to enter. Like, he locked the... He shut off, like, all badge access to the building because... And sent out a memo to everybody that uh, the head office is currently closed and to prepare for, you know, further information. And he made the announcement on Twitter. It's not like he sent out an email to everybody. No, he made it on Twitter. Oh, wow. Wow. That is crazy. I didn't hear about that story. I, I heard about the latest thing where hundreds of employees left. Like, like, mm-hmm. they, they, like they quit and left the building. I heard about that. Well, that was because and- he gave them the option to... Uh, they could leave and get three months severance or they could stay on board 
and work or be a part of the hardest working, you know, company that America's going to see and with no further information. So, yeah, of course, a bunch of people left because if I got that letter and it was like, hey, you can take three months of severance or you can possibly sign up for living hell. I'm going to take the three months of severance and that gives me three months to find a new job. <laughs> right. Three months. It's yeah. three months. You know, it's ample enough time to be like, all right, let me see what LinkedIn is talking about. Right. Yeah. They got right here. <laughs> let me get my feelers back out there. Yeah. Uh, this whole thing as well, man. I, I remember Doja Cat. Doja Cat did something funny. She sends a tweet out to Elon Musk saying, hey, man, I'm locked out. I, I need your help. Elon Musk brought her back in. She changed her name to Elon Musk. <laughs> started tweeting Elon Musk. That was funny. Because everybody, somebody, uh, somebody bought a Twitter blue and made themselves Donald J. Trump. <laughs> started writing and trolling people. Like that was funny. That was funny. I, I love the movement of uh, a bunch of people changing their name to Elon Musk and tweeting absurd shit. Just because it was absolutely hilarious. Because prior to that, he was going, "Freedom is back," or "Freedom of speech is back" on Twitter. And then all these people right. got banned, and people were like, well, apparently not all freedom of speech is back on Twitter. <laughs> right, right. In other words, stop making fun of me. Yeah, stop making uh, fun of me. Uh, something else happened that was funny. Dude, somebody retweeted someone uh, sharing out a, uh, a, a a pirated link to the film Hackers, and somebody said, now, it's becoming a wild, wild west out here. People mm -hmm. are sharing pirated movies on Twitter now. The copyright strike. Yeah, is the copyright stop. system stopped working. It was one of the modules that uh, he shut down when trying to like figure out things. I think one of the best parts was one when he was going through and he was like, "We don't use all these modules. Why? Why do we have one thousand something modules going? We're gonna shut down half of them." And one of them was the password reset function. So if you forgot your password to Twitter, you, you couldn't get a reset of it. Wow. So so you tell me there's a lot of people locked out of Twitter right now that can't get back in? No, I think they turned that one back on. Uh, I got to oh, okay. believe the copyright one will be back on soon. I, I did see that one where people were sharing full movies on there. I think some of them were Disney movies just kind of. Because they were even like going, hey, at Disney, check this out. And it's a full like upload of Bambi. You know? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, it's become the wild, wild west, man. It, it's just it's, it's just hilarious to see and, and witness. Oh, yeah. Um, I wanted to say quick rest in peace. Uh, we got a few legends that passed away, man. We got Kevin Conroy. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. The, the OG Batman. You know what I'm saying? The uh, legend, the legend, uh, the Batman animated series, uh, probably for a long time, one of the few Batmans I really knew because I would watch that show. Uh, His is the voice of that I still hear when I think of Batman. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah, he passed away. We got Jason David Frank, who was the Green Power Ranger. Um, that just happened just yesterday. I believe so. Yeah. I just heard about it today. But it, if it happened yesterday, it probably happened yesterday. But, uh, you know, he just passed away. Um, there was someone else. It was it was Conroy. It was Frank. And it was somebody else that just passed away. 
It's not coming to me right now. Uh, it, it'll, yeah. It's, it, it'll come to me. It, it was a rough week for death. Just Kevin Conroy alone was that one hurt because that was a show I grew up on. I, it, it he is the Batman as far as I'm concerned. We, we can have as many live action Batmans as we want. You know, Ben Affleck, Robert Pattinson, you know, Christian Bale, all of them. Great. Kevin Conroy is still the Batman, regardless of mm-hmm. anybody that plays Batman in the future. He is the Batman. As far as yeah, I'm concerned. I, I, I agree, you know, um, it, it, it was a big hit for sure, for sure. Um, I want to tell you, I got a sneak peek at a uh, glass onion. Oh, did you? Yeah, is it worth yes, seeing? New knives, dude. I didn't. I Ryan Johnson's done it again, man. You know, in this one, um, I'm not gonna say too much because I want to wait till you see it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, you can tell that the budget is increased on this one. There's more locations. There's there's more of a sandbox with Ryan Johnson to play around with, even though most of the film takes place in one location. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like the first film, but there's there's more places that there that it goes to within the film. Uh yeah, man. Great mystery. Great uh you know, he does that thing where he uh he uh what does he do? Like like removes the carpet from under your feet. Uh what's that saying? He's he switches he, up everything. He switches everything up. He subverts your expectations, and he does it in such a great way. Um, yeah, man, very well done, and great cast too. Okay, I I'm trying to remember. Some streaming studio bought that one, didn't they? Netflix. Netflix. That's it. What I was about to say, Amazon, but I knew that that couldn't be right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I was Netflix, and they I think they've signed him on to make multiple films. I don't know if he's gonna make a three. He might end up making a three. But uh, I want to talk to you. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I want to talk to you and see if you've seen anything lately. Uh, Lately, outside of uh, Weird Al and UHF, uh, those were the movies that I watched this week. I've been busy with a lot of other things, uh, revamping the 8-Bit Waffles website. So uh, most of my free time has not been uh, doing or watching movies. Instead, I have been rebuilding a website pretty much almost from scratch so i mean it, it's gonna look great you know i've oh, yeah. seen i've seen how it looks and uh it, it, it looks like it's gonna be amazing so it's not like the hard work ain't going nowhere oh yeah I, i'm very much looking forward to everything being done and sealed away for that one but yeah that's that's where most of my time has gone into i'm probably this week probably gonna go see uh she said tomorrow and maybe go see the menu sometime during the week i want to see the menu that's for sure i think we might do that for our next episode the menu and maybe another movie or something i feel i think i think i think i suggested something but we'll we'll talk about it but uh yeah the menu looks good uh she said i'm still kind of iffy about that one that looks like a wannabe spotlight but I mean, it's different because it's about taking down Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, but you know, I don't know. I'll, I'll see. I'll see what that film leads to. It might be. It might be good. Uh, I know that the Guardians holiday special comes out this coming week as well. I'm looking forward to oh, that. Oh, it does. Yeah, I, I'm pretty yeah, sure that comes out this Friday. Game, okay. Yeah, I've been out the Marvel game, bro. Like, outside of Wakanda Forever, 
I'm like, I don't even recognize half you people. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, who are you? You yeah. know, and with the with the trailers that came up beforehand and stuff. Uh, like, I was watching the Ant Man trailer. Some guy named King showed up. I was like, who? <laughs> oh, he's a new character. Don't, don't worry. <laughs> right, right, right. And I think uh, uh, I don't know if it was my wife, but somebody told me, oh, he was in Loki. I was like, oh, okay, I didn't get to that yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you need to sit down and watch Loki and Hawkeye. Those two shows are absolutely fantastic. That's what I hear about every one of them. Well, well, at, well, I've heard that about Miss Marvel, too. Like, She-Hawk, I've been hearing polarizing things. Like, like you told me it was hilarious. Some people say, eh, it's kind of dumb. But I'm like, eh, I, I'm still, I like Tatiana Maslany. Yeah. That's how you say her name. The dumbness of She-Hulk is what makes it fun because it's one of the few shows that can make fun of itself in that kind of way. Okay. Okay. I, I hear what you're saying. I, I, I'm i digging what you're putting down and yeah. I'm, not a, I'm not against it. Uh, dude, a show I watched that I never thought I would get into. Um, I, you know, what? You, one thing you know about your boy, Black Cinephile, is I like a little bit of trash TV sometimes. Sometimes I like a little bit of trash TV. Dude, I've been watching The Surreal Life. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching The Surreal Life with Frankie Muniz, Dennis Rodman, Stormy Daniels, August Alsina. Uh, who else is on there? Um, Tamar Braxton. And uh, I forgot the other people that's on there, man. But it's just like you got all these people, all these celebrities. I don't want to be crude and say D-list, but like, C through D, this kind of celebrities you put you put them together in a house for like and see what happens. You put the you let them do challenges and stuff, but uh, that's interesting, man. First you go and it's see Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Now you're watching. <laughs> hey man, Lyle Lyle Crocodile for what it was was charming. <laughs> it was a charming movie. I don't regret watching it. I won't watch it again, but I don't regret watching it. Oh, I, I, I one I day like, you're gonna come to me with a musical, and you're gonna be like, "Oh my god, I just found this new musical, and it's absolutely fantastic, and we need to watch it." Like, what's it called? Rent. Rent. <laughs> Rent isn't new. <laughs> Rent isn't new. That movie's been out for years. No, The Greatest Showman. <laughs> Did you know that that came out in like 2016? That's an old movie. <laughs> Right, right, right. Um, yeah, man. Well, I think the menu is on is on the list. I still got to see the Banshees of Insurin. Um, I, I had to see that one too. That one, yeah. That was on the list. The Fablemans by Steven Spielberg is on the list. I got I got a few ones I got to catch up with. Is the Fablemans um, out? Select. I it comes out everywhere Wednesday. When okay, I was gonna say I didn't yeah. think I, that one was out yet. It's coming out this week. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for for uh, for this month, I think. Um, hey, you could. I heard the the last season of Atlanta ended and that it, it had a pretty great ending. Uh, yes, I absolutely can agree with that. Okay, yeah, I still gotta watch it. I know you've been keep it up, man. That's your show. It's oh, my yeah. show too. I just, I just, I just been slacking on watching it. But uh, yeah, that's definitely on the agenda. Um, you got anything else? Uh, nothing else on my side. All right, y'all. Well, it's been another great episode of DFV. 
please like, share, and subscribe. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Uh, engage with us. What film do you think wins out in this one here? You let us know in the comments. And uh, take care.